Welcome back to Well, That's Interesting, the super inconvenient edition. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, dear. <laughs> what now? <laughs> this is uh, in between 035. Runny nose, could be brain fluid, and when you find 15,000 bees in your car. Okay, Jill. Yeah. I, <laughs> I have a runny nose like every other day. Oh, same. So my brain is coming out? <laughs> I knew it! <laughs> Uh, yeah, I chose the runny nose story because my nose leaks constantly. I have a deviated septum and all that stuff. So I, I, I felt this woman's pain. We're going to talk about her story, her f- the five years she went through. And what it, of, what, a what leaky it actually... brain? <laughs> I can't give it away yet. Okay. All right. Fair. Fair, fair, fair. Also, 15,000 bees. Um, In your car. Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> That's a big ouch. So... That's a big hospital visit. Um, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll talk about how many stings you need to get to the center it. of a yeah. tootsie pop. <laughs> so, uh, I'm Jill Chacha, and I am with the amazing Marissa Riley. Thank you so much. It's so good to be here. That's right. Just and... got out of bed, so I am amazing. <laughs> it, for context, it is six in the evening. <laughs> One all, of those Sundays. It, yeah, it's also yeah, it's Sunday. Yeah, also Sunday. Uh, and before we get into the possible brain leakage and the bees, mm-hmm. I think we should uh, give a shout out to Stevie Layla yeah. on Apple iTunes. They left an incredible review. We just want, I mean, we read every review. Yeah. And we love them. We read them out loud. We, yeah. are, we toast them. Yeah. We toast pretty much. them. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, so thank you to everyone who's been reviewing, subscribing, rating, telling their friends, uh, we want to read this particular uh, review. It was fantastic. Oh. Dr. Riley, would you please take us away? I would love to. All right. So this is from Steve Layla. The um, The subject line is so good and so funny. Um, and they said, this is my new favorite podcast. My daughter and I listen to it and love all the random funny facts and stories. It's like we're hanging out with two old slash new friends who have conversations just like we do. We now use business goose, amazing, all the time and find ourselves retelling uh, people the stuff we learned on the show. Highly, highly recommend. Yeah. Steve Layla, I'm loving this parent-daughter listening routine. We, just... I, if only you knew how many times a day we talk about the business goose thing. <laughs> we're um, with you. We're with you on business. Goose. We're so glad we're able to share that inside <laughs> joke with you, and just glad that we can share this podcast with you. You yeah. two sound fucking awesome, incredible, and just, just so you. incredible. And we're so thankful for everyone who's, like we said, rating, subscribing, because you're helping other people find, you know, this podcast and community. Yeah. You know, just. You know, find this community. It's it's a big deal. So thank you. Thank you so much. And my goal is that um, we'll all be talking about Business Goose soon. In person. And uh, we'll all have that inside joke together. And yeah, yeah, that's the end of my statement. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> so. All right. So uh, should we begin in between E035? We shall. All right, let's do it. So let's begin by traveling a wee bit back in time to 2018, uh, 2018, and we're in the stunning state of Nebraska. Okay, amazing. <laughs> it actually is stunning. I've heard. Yeah, it's yeah. it's incredibly gorgeous. Now, 
I know the, the title Big Sky Country goes to Montana and Wyoming, but fuck. If you want to see every horizon, give Nebraska a Google or even take a visit. Um, and to take a visit, it helps to know where it's located. <laughs> so, yes, that's something that's, I don't know. Apologies all... to Nebraskans. To our friends in Nebraska. Nebraskans? <laughs> Nebraskans? Write to us. Tell us what, what is right. What, yeah. What do, we, what do we call you? No, uh, I, We could Google it, but we'd rather hear it from yeah. you. Yeah. So where is Nebraska? And like you said, don't. Don't feel embarrassed. No one, I mean, everyone's looking up where it is right now, even people in Nebraska. So <laughs> you just picture a map of the United States in All your right. mind. All right. Okay. Okay. Now point at the center. All right. And that's it. That's it? That's it. Well, that was <laughs> easy. That's all you got to do. <laughs> Uh, things to do in Nebraska once you're done looking at all the horizons. Um, well, according to the great Atlas Obscura, you could stop by the Carhenge, an experimental automotive replica of Stonehenge. <laughs> Amazing. I did yeah. walk past Jill's computer as she was looking at Carhenge. Yes. And uh, I was impressed. That's, it, it really is cool. Yes. Yeah. It, it actually is. Really cool. It sounds tacky, but it is fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. It's a piece of art. Uh, there's the world's largest ball of stamps. Uh, you can go and say hello to Elsie Eiler in Minoe. Uh, known as America's smallest town because Elsie is the only person who lives there and she acts as the city's mayor, librarian, and bartender. I, so, oh my so God. Cool. Elsie, I have never wanted to be someone more in my life. <laughs> that is the coolest fucking thing. That is an introvert's paradise. Yeah. Oh my God. Can we just be co-owners of a town? <laughs> sure. Fuck the podcast. Let's go be... <laughs> Let's be, what was it, co-mayors, librarians, and bartenders of our own town That's what, in Nebraska. Sounds great. Sounds <laughs> fucking amazing. I'm so down. Uh, there's an entire wing in the Hastings Museum dedicated to Kool-Aid and an entire museum dedicated to roller skating. I'm not going to so. lie. You're really selling me <laughs> no, on Nebraska. I, I'm not even being sarcastic. No, I'm not either. I, I'm down to go for, <laughs> let's let's go to Carhenge. Yep. Let's see the, the roller skating situation. Yep. Elsie, let's fucking do it. Yeah, we have to swing by Elsie. Yeah, for sure. So, lots of cool weird shit to see and do in Nebraska, and then sometimes weird shit happens to the folks who live there. I believe it. Enter Kendra Jackson. Uh, by the time 2018 rolled around, she had been suffering through about five years of the worst case of the sniffles you ever did see. Oh, I'm stressed. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Quote, everywhere I went, I always had a box of puffs, always stuffed in my pocket, Kendra told local ABC station KETV. Now, to say her nose was constantly gushing would be an understatement. About a pint of fluid came flowing out of one particular nostril every day. And to put that into perspective, think one glass of beer every day oh. out of one nostril. Oh, my God. Yeah. I was about to call her Elsie. Kendra. <laughs> Kendra. What yeah. happened? Yeah. Good question. Uh, and in addition to this leak, she experienced a constant headache. And if you thought there might be some relief while sleeping, those symptoms did not turn off at bedtime. Wait, so would she just wake up in a puddle of yeah, delicious, delicious uh, nostril food? <laughs> uh, that's a great question. We're actually going to... You're actually going to answer that for us. Um, Dr. Uh -huh. Marissa, if you would please read an excerpt from cbsnews.com. Now... It's from an article by Ashley Welch, and I'm not going to say the title because it gives away Kendra's condition. So if you would, just please read some of her experience 
at night. I would love Here to. Here it is. I would love to. All right, quote, one of the things she said that stuck out to me was that she would wake up and her entire shirt would be covered with this drainage from her nose, said uh, Carla Schneider, a physician assistant at Nebraska Medicine. And quote. Uh-huh. Uh, that is stressful. Yes, I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm disturbed when I wake up in my drool. Uh, yeah, and, and that's like, that's what, little... the size of a, you know, a couple quarters or something? Yeah, you know, a good, a good, a good 50 cent piece. God. <laughs> is, that, is that a thing? Can I you, think so. A 50 cent piece? I think so. Can you imagine being like on a first or second date and being like, okay, so before we go to bed, here's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> There's going to be a, a, a beer glass. <laughs> Uh, right. Full of snot coming out of my nose, yes. so just be warned. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So Kendra also told KETV, because of all of this, she barely did sleep. Quote, I was like a zombie. Oh, Kendra. I know. So this was all happening 24-7 for the past five years. And I know what you're thinking. What the fuck is up with her doctors? What did they do about this? Yeah, sounds like not much. <laughs> Exactly right. Not much. Uh, one doctor would say she was suffering from congestion. Another would say allergies. Even the fucking common cold came up a bunch of times. Now, it wasn't until early 2018 when Kendra showed up at Nebraska Medicine and met Dr. Carla, Car- Dr. Carla Schneider, who said it best. That is not normal. That's not allergies at all. End quote. <laughs> so. Fuck yeah, Dr. Carla. <laughs> Thank you. Fuck yeah. Yes. That's my favorite uh, pre-diagnosis I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> this is not normal. Now, yeah, right. Kendra was finally asked about her physical history. Like, did anything dramatic happen in the last few years? Maybe around when this all started? This, this kind of reminds me of... Um, was it at the Gypsy Rose? Um, oh, um, who had a, her mom was poisoning her and and whatnot and faking her illnesses. And every time she went to a new doctor, she had like eighty things. She had like you know, yeah, cancer and uh, MS and every single thing under the Stung sun. To the, it was from uh, that show, The Act, right? The Act and. Um, Apparent, like no doctor has ever looked into her history. They just, tr- yeah. they just, they were just like, okay, here's some drugs, goodbye. Yeah, like was, that was it. Yes, yeah. So that's what this kind of reminds me of. Yeah. And then finally, someone looked into it. Actually, looked into it. Looked into it. Yeah, um, yeah. It all just a simple question and putting the two together. So, wouldn't you know it? Back in 2013, Kendra was in a car accident. She, uh, she was slammed from behind, and even remembers when her head hit the dashboard. Oh, damn. When hearing about this, a bell went off. Kendra's problem wasn't her nose, allergies, or her nasal passage, but her skull. Great. Um, Yeah, this wasn't good old snot. She was suffering from a cerebrospinal fluid leak, or a CSF leak. Well, I mean, that sounds like (laughs) the scariest thing I've ever heard in my life. Um, uh, It's a rough one. That's like the last place I want to leak from. (laughs) Is my... uh, uh, my cere- my brain. <laughs> I don't want to leak from my brain. I tried to say that word. You didn't want to leak really from the skull. Happen. No. <laughs> so, what the fuck is cerebrospinal fluid, and how do you know when it's that kind of stuff coming out of your face? Yes, tell okay. me. I need to know. Two very important questions. Now. <laughs> my anxiety is flaring up. <laughs> Put it on a tote. Put it on a tote. <laughs> Put it on a mug. 
Um, now, no wonder why Kendra was confused. Uh, CSF is a clear liquid, just like mucus, but it has a completely different role, a super important one. And by the end of this in-betweeny, it's going to be your best friend. Okay. okay? So, Fine. All right. <laughs> so within your head is a fluid, this fluid that we're talking about. It acts like a watery cushion, absorbing every little impact between your brain and skull. Uh, gentle reminder, your brain is not anchored down. It's moving around inside your skull. And to prevent a concussion from just turning your head, for example, this liquid is there as a shock absorber. Wow. Yeah. <gasps> wow. No. Okay, I'm, yeah. I'm done. My okay. Reaction, reaction over. Okay. <laughs> reaction wow. over. Uh, it's produced and reabsorbed by the body every seven and a half hours, taking with it waste products from your brain cells. So it also cleans up keeping your skull and brain area tidy. It's like the mom of your head protecting you because you're a klutz and cleaning up because you're a slob. That's what it does. Thanks, mom juice. <laughs> My mom brain juice. Thanks so much. That's, uh, don't, don't forget to call no, her no mom one, brain juice. No, one, no one's going to remember a thing from this episode other than mom brain juice. No, it is great. Mother's Day. And it is Mother's this Day is the mother of your, your, of your brain is... Is your mom brain juiced? Yeah. Happy, happy mother's brain juiced, everyone there in the you United go. States. Put that on a card. <laughs> Get on that hallmark. Oh, man. Um, so where does it go? Scientists uh, mostly believe old, dirty fluid is absorbed by the bloodstream. Great. And it's, <laughs> it's a good thing. And it's filtered by the kidneys and liver the same way as other body fluids. Ah. And, and then it's produced again by... I, I didn't get into it because it's, it's even like, it's still mysterious where it comes from, but it yeah. is actually produced in, from cells in your brain. Oh. It's this whole beautiful process and it takes about eight hours. Oh, yeah. Brains yeah. are really awesome. It's, yeah. I'm so glad I have one. It's like, they are, they do it all. <laughs> they, they really do do it all. Just like moms. It's, 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 it's no joke. Um, now, if there's a hole in your skull, say Great. caused... <laughs> Caused by a severe accident, there's a chance that fluid will flow through it. Um, I, Marissa's grabbing me right now. Oh, my <laughs> like, God. What are you talking about? Now, Dr. Marissa, would you please tell us how to test for a leak? Yes, I'm really nervous. Okay. okay. All right. Quote, according to Johns Hopkins University, diagnosing a C a CSF leak includes an analysis of nasal fluid for a protein called beta-2 transferrin, which is most only found in the cerebrospinal fluid. Nailed it. Yeah, All right. The, <laughs> the analysis is called a plegit study, which involves placing small cotton pads called plegents into the nose, end quote. Um, there you go. Is it plegent or plegent? Uh, pl it could be plegent. Plegent. P-L-E-D-G-E-T. So there you go. Pick whatever the fuck you like. Yeah. Whatever. In any case, they stuff cotton balls up your nose and then they chest they they chest they test for a beta 2 transferrin. There Easy. you go. Easy peasy. Done. Now, once it was confirmed Kendra sprung a leak from her noggin, uh, doctors <laughs> did what any one of us would do when we find a leak. You cock that shit up. Yes. That's amazing. It. That's all you also have. horrifying. <laughs> yes. How the fuck are they gonna do that? <laughs> so, for real, uh, all you have to do in a case of CSF leakage, you find the hole and you fill it. According to gizmodo.com, quote, Nebraska medicine doctors went up through Jackson's nose and grafted some of her own fatty tissue to plug the hole. And Jackson is already on the mend, oh. end quote. 
Oh. So, yeah, you, uh, you know, you lose a little weight in one area and your head is fixed. So it's, it's like a twofer. Sign me up. <laughs> I've got to have a hole somewhere in there. I'm down. Who do I call? Dr. Carla? Dr. Carla, if you're listening. <laughs> so finally, after five years, Kendra no longer has to carry tissues thanks to a doctor that really listened to her symptoms and cared about her past. Now, there's many lessons here. One of them well said by Dr. Schneider to cbsnews.com. Find a doctor that you can have a good relationship with and never be afraid to get a second opinion. We won't be offended. End quote. (laughs) I love that. So good. Amazing. I know. Make make those doctors listen. (laughs) You do have a problem. That's right. You you probably don't. But if you think you do, see a couple people. Yeah. Now, after the break, when you find 15,000 bees in your car. Great. Also very inconvenient. Yes. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> and we're back. We are so back. We are so back, and we're leaving Nebraska, and we're heading to a border town. That's right. We're heading south. We're heading very far south to Las Cruces. Ah, been there. Oh, really? Yes. New Mexico. Yeah, that's how you drive from Texas to California. You no drive way. through Las Cruces. Holy shit. Yeah. Oh, I had, I had no idea. You had a connection. We had a connection and we would stay there. I think there is like a La Quinta there I frequented a couple times. Oh my God. It's my mom and I would do, sorry, this is so boring. No, no, no. So, so <laughs> we would take road trips yeah. <laughs> from Texas to California and back to save money on planes. We yeah. didn't save that much money. <laughs> but it's an uh, excuse yeah. for quality time. There you go. Yeah. And we would always stay in Las Cruces. Holy shit. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything stand out to you? Any at all? The La Quinta was great. Yeah. <laughs> okay, great. And that's all I remember. And then we would load Sponsor up on us. snacks. Yeah. And the people were nice. Amazing. Yeah. They are nice. Because the story, yeah, it's a good story. Okay. It's another heartwarming one. Um, so we're in Las Cruces, New Mexico, located a stone's throw from the U.S.-Mexico border, a city right on the edge of the Chihuahuan Desert. Now, it's a beautiful day. In late March of this year, spring has sprung, and it's the perfect time to be out and about getting errands done. Nice. Now, this story takes place in late afternoon around 4 p.m. in a parking lot right outside Albertson's supermarket. So I'm thinking the gentleman to which this all happens to, he was like, maybe probably picking stuff up for dinner, I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. So far, this is like the most chill, unlikely place for anything to happen. This is like one of the most boring things a person does every day. Yes. Yes. Incredibly boring. I'm nervous for them. That's how every (laughs) horror movie starts. It's boring and then it's not. So from his account, he wasn't even in the supermarket for more than like 10 minutes. Okay. Okay. In any case, it was an uneventful shopping experience. He leaves the supermarket. He gets into the black Buick and just drives away. But a few minutes into the drive home, something doesn't sound right. Oh, no. And it's coming from the back seat. Oh, no. So, Dr. Marissa, would you be so kind as to take a look at a photo and tell us what the gentleman saw when he turned around? Yes. Yes. Show it to me. Okay. Ah, here we go. Oh, no. Um, (laughs) This is bad. Um, I'm just going to start out by saying this is a a scary photo. Um, Yeah. For many reasons. Warning. (laughs) People... It will be on our Instagram. Yeah. If you're squeamish, (laughs) don't look at this photo. It is a car in a parking lot at Albertsons. That's not the bad part. And the bad part is that the back window is rolled down halfway. And then all in the top 
part of the car and almost taking up about half of the open part of the window yeah. is just bees. Just all bees. All clumped together mm-hmm. like a pile. Mm-hmm. It looks like a like a big ashtray full of cigarettes, except they're bees and they're in a car. Yeah. So not even close to an ashtray full of cigarettes. Yeah, but it's, it's about a half a windows worth, car window's worth of bees. Yeah, it's making me <laughs> so uncomfortable. So... I'm not even scared of bees, but I am scared of a lot of bees. It's alarming. Yeah. Um, yeah. He left his window open for 10 minutes, and this is what happened, Great. basically. So... so never open your window at Albertsons. Uh, <laughs> I think that's what we've learned here. Is this a, wait, is this a fire truck? It is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a fire truck. In the, this, did he call this fire truck? Yeah, we're going to... Sorry, I just noticed a giant fire truck. Okay, yeah, continue, We're going to get into it. You're going to get into Great. it. Great. Yeah, so... Now, needless to say, driving down a highway would probably disturb a swarm attached to your car. For sure. (laughs) And thousands of bees, approximately 15,000, that's what we're looking at, flying about, possibly stinging you occasionally while you're driving. It seems like a dangerous situation. Yeah. So somehow this guy was able to return to the same parking lot without crashing with the swarm still attached. Fucking, I don't know how he did it. It's excellent driving. Kudos. Uh, Amazing. Well done. I know. He parked and then called 911. Did he get out of the car? Yes. Okay. Very very far. I was like, there's a crucial step that you need to do before the 911 call. (laughs) Just get the fuck out. Remove yourself from uh, the beehive that is now your car. So now cut to a family barbecue. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm, I'm with you, Jill. Okay. A wholesome scene in a backyard just a short distance away. Here... Jesse Johnson, 37 years old, is cleaning up a like a grill when he got a call from Las Cruces Fire Department. Okay. Now, not only has Jesse been a firefighter and a paramedic for 10 years, he's the guy you call when you're in Las Cruces and there's bees involved. Oh, so this happens a lot. Um, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so his passion is bees and it was his time to shine. Quote, I'll do anything to keep people from killing the bees, he said to the New York Times. Oh, that's, that's right. Jesse. Now, when Jesse arrived at Albertson's, the Las Cruces Fire Department had already blocked off the surrounding area. And that's Ex- what you just saw. Excellent. There. Yes, so. the, the fire truck. <laughs> the fire truck. Now, Dr. Marissa, if you would, please read from the aptly named uh, New Mexico State University paper, Honeybees in New Mexico, as to why this car was chosen. Amazing. I will. All right. Quote, European honeybee colonies in good health tend to overpopulate their existing hive in the spring when nectar and pollen are readily available. The old queen will leave the old hive taking several hundred to several thousand workers with her. This is swarming. (laughs) Swarming bees leave the old hive in mass with the queen leading. At some point, a scout bee will indicate that a suitable site for nesting has been located and the swarm will settle in that location. Mm -hmm. End quote. And in this case, it was this dude's Buick. So the Buick, I think the Buick was more like a pit stop during the relocation. They needed like a breather. Just like me and my mom. That's right. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah, they were it's, just, it's their La Quinta. It's their La Quinta. The Buick was the La Quinta. They were getting snacks. And the, the car was just like, oh, this looks good. There's yeah. some fucking shade. Let's yeah. do it. Why so not? now, 
Usually swarms are not moved unless it's in a high foot trafficked area or the roof of someone's car. That's yeah. dangerous for people and the fucking bees. Yep. Um, yep. So if you do see a big old pile of bees chilling in any place other than that, just leave them be. No pun intended. Oh. I know. I wrote it. I'm sorry. So <laughs> since, <laughs> since swarms typically only stay in in place for like a few hours or a day or so. So once the scout finds a good location for a new hive, they'll leave. It's they're not it's not permanent so let me get this straight yeah are we potentially facing a situation where we just leave the bees in the car until they're ready to leave so i'm glad you brought that up they couldn't leave the bees and we'll, we'll talk about that why. okay okay okay, okay. i'm here I'm, I'm here for it <laughs> now donning a beekeeper's outfit jesse approached the car with an empty box sprinkled in lemongrass oil okay believe it or not it really um, believe it or not, quote, it really mimics the scent of the queen, Jesse told the New York Times. Oh. Now, handful by handful, the bees were placed into said box. And this is my favorite part, why I chose the story. Okay. Now, Jesse took his time to make certain every bee was removed. So would have what would have taken a few minutes took like a half hour. And this is because the guy driving the car, it wasn't his. <gasps> <laughs> stolen no i'm kidding no it wasn't (laughs) so but it really wasn't his he borrowed it from a friend to run this one errand oh (laughs) i swear to god God. i almost rather it be stolen because i don't know that situation is taken care of but now this guy has to like call his friend and be like you're not gonna believe me (laughs) (laughs) you're really not gonna believe me but yeah so this poor fucker was out for 10 minutes with his friend's car and all this shit went down. Anyway, at the end of the day, 15,000 bees weighing, weighing in at three and a half pounds were taken away. Uh, their new home is now with Jesse, who already takes care of several hives. Aww. Yeah, and during all of this, only two folks were stung. A supermarket security guard, huh? And... Oh. <laughs> He doesn't get paid enough. <laughs> he does not at all. Albertsons, give him, give that person a raise. Yeah. Uh, so that security guard and one firefighter. Yeah. Uh, and of course, the other firefighters gave him shit for it. Quote, one guy got stung on the lip and we made fun of him the next morning. Okay. <laughs> quote, Mr. Johnson said. I mean, I probably would have also made fun of him. That's a very funny place to be stung. <laughs> Fucking lip. God damn. Ouch. So that's all heartwarming, but this podcast wouldn't be this podcast if we didn't look into something disturbing. Ooh, la la. <laughs> so Let's do it. How many stings from a European honeybee does it take to seek medical attention if you're not severely allergic? Great now, question. Yes. Dr. Marissa, would you please read from the paper Honeybees in New Mexico for the answer? I would love to. I'll write, quote, it depends. <laughs> <laughs> Children. Older people and those with compromised immune systems or other medical issues may not be able to withstand as many stings as a young, healthy adult. Most deaths from multiple stings occur in people in their 70s or 80s with reduced heart and lung function. The toxic dose LD50 of honeybee venom is 8.6 stings per pound of body weight for an average person. This would be about 1,000 stings for an otherwise healthy adult, but a child of 35 pounds would receive a lethal dose from only 300 stings, which is possible 
with an aggressive swarm. End quote. Fuck yeah. <laughs> well, there you, you know, go. That's, that's what I mean by fuck yeah is that that's a proper, well, that's interesting ending. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I'm like, how can we bring Sorry. death into the picture? Ah, uh, uh, yes, it. with facts. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just, the, the easiest way to bring death into this situation is just to just tell the truth. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. Uh, oh, amazing can't, episode. Can't help it. Thank you to uh, Stevie and Layla. Yeah. Shout out. And to everyone who's been rating and subscribing. Amazing. You guys just are amazing. amazing. You're the ultimate business gooses uh, to us. Yes. Which is a compliment. Maybe that's what we should call our... Our herd, our people. I would our love business. to. Maybe should we take a vote? Yeah. S- uh, contact us. Do you, should we be called business goose? Yeah. Do you want to be called business goose? I think it's a compliment. Yeah, and if you don't know what we're talking about, I think that was from the in betweeny, um, where the walrus accidentally woke up in Ireland. Yes. I think that's because we like translated what walrus was, and you brought up the Mandarin translation for penguin or something. That's right. I believe the Mandarin translation to exact English. Penguin is business, business goose. goose, yeah, and we just thought that was the most charming thing we'd ever fucking heard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're welcome. You're welcome, world. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and please stay interesting. Please do.